Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Advice Not Given podcast. Each week, we share unfiltered, truth-telling conversations between friends. You're invited to eavesdrop as we give each other the advice you didn't ask for, but wish you did. We're your hosts, Kelly Artis and Claire Wood of Millspo Gurus, and this is Advice Not Given. everybody and welcome back to episode 35 of the Advice Not Given podcast. This is our actually our fourth week where we have been um, varying a little from our normal format of interviewing and having actual advice experts on the show, uh, but we have another form of expert today and that is coming uh, in the form of six different uh, call-ins that we have had from listeners who are sharing a little bit about their experience Kelly and I want to do a quick check-in with one another, and then we're going to get right to that. But thank you for joining us, and we hope that you are well wherever you are. Kelly, on a scale of 1 to 10, we've been doing this each week, 1 being completely cool, normal, 10 being crazy. Where are you this week? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to average out the week, right? Because I feel like mm-hmm. every time we talk, I'm feeling really good, and I think mm-hmm. that's a direct factor of the fact that we're talking. Um, so if you were to ask me in this moment, I'd say like a three, two, three, whatever, but like through the week, I think I've fluctuated between a five and seven pretty regularly. Um, for sure. Um, definitely still utilizing those stress naps. I have this week noticed that I have been eager to like start something else, right? Like I'm kind of leaning into this like seven bit of myself, you know, my stress Mm -hmm. number and like, Ooh, what's something else I can do or what's something new I can do. Right. So I am starting to notice that now I'm not, I don't think that they're all necessarily bad projects or bad things to be consuming my time. But the one detriment that I've noticed is that in order to take anything new on, I am having to essentially work night shift. (laughs) So I've not been sleeping well. So I'm going to try to keep that in check going forward. I'm aware of it. Um, As up to now, it's still benefiting me to where I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of sleep to get the things done that I'm looking to do. But um, I know that that's going to catch up to me but in other ways. good that you're aware of it and you can be cautious of it and <laughs> keep I can it act on it checked. appropriately. Yeah, sure. And then, oh, the one thing that I did want to share really quickly is we had a moment this week with schooling from home um, <laughs> and the kids. And it was definitely one of my stayed up till 4 a.m. the night before nights oh, or yeah. days. And uh, so I got it. I figured it out. You know, I'm like, oh, crap. I'm screaming and yelling at the kids. Like hit a full on wall, like a hardcore wall, like crying at them, at them, not with them, <laughs> crying Aww. at them. You are not on my team and I'm doing this by myself and you're fighting against me and sabotaging the whole house and whatever. Um, so, of course, I go like YouTube, Pinterest, <laughs> help me, please. And yeah. found out, have you seen, um, <laughs> have you seen things called a Kanban chart? Have you, do you know this? No. It's a, it, apparently it's a term for like project man- management systems. Um, but it's like a, it's really cool. It's like you, it's visual, like it's a, you know, poster board or a whiteboard or something and you have sticky oh, well, notes. I saw the thing, I saw that you posted that on your uh-huh. Instagram stories and it looked quite professional, Teacher it Kelly. Was- freaking awesome. No, it's project manager, Kelly. So I had to just shift the way that I'm thinking about the day. Right. So I've noticed that I have a hard time, like when people like you and all my other friends that are doing really well with this, like scheduling and structure, um, I struggle with that, but I understand projects and I understand like workflows. So I had to put it in form of a workflow. So what I did was I did the, this chart and it's to do doing done 
So you have three columns and each kid has their own color sticky note. And then I had all their school stuff that they should be doing each day. And they get to work on it whenever they want to, but it's got to get done. Like all of it's got to get moved over. They're not allowed to touch the chart. Like I'm the only one that touches it. And then Mm. they can have a parking lot where they have their fun things that they want to do. So if we get all the stuff done, then they can pick something off the parking lot and then we'll do. Um, Anyway, I thought that was a stroke of brilliance. It took a meltdown to get there, but... (laughs) Hey, the good go. came out of it. Well, I just Googled yeah. it and it's Kanban, K-A-N-B-A-N. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything that involves multiple colors of sticky notes and a wall <laughs> chart, that <laughs> yeah. is that's speaking my love language right there. Yeah, yeah, I'm I like, I've got a million, a million systems in place, but we may be, do we, may be doing a <laughs> Kanban this week. <laughs> and Sharpies. And I got... Um, sticky notes, posting notes that are emoji faces. So I have a behavior chart on the other wall. So we each vote on everyone's behavior for that increment of the day. So AM, noon, PM. And is yours, I have, is your behavior voted on as well? It is, it is <laughs> but I have veto power. So, okay. <laughs> but I did give myself that day that I had the meltdown. I gave myself the meh face. And <laughs> it's like, I will do better, guys. Um, they, they seem to be enjoying it. Hey, everything. you may be coming, becoming an elementary teacher before this is all said and done. <laughs> like you come out of this pandemic and you're um, getting a teaching degree. Yeah, and hell freezes over and we all, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not happening. So anyway, sorry, that's my update. How are you this week, Claire? Well, I love the way you articulated the averages. I would say almost the exact same. Today I'm doing good, probably about a two, but I have had my worst, collectively my worst week yet. Um, <clears throat> and I've ha- heard several people say, and I've seen it shared that like we're we're entering into actual grief over a lot of the things that we've lost in these new routines or lack of routine. And um probably at least two of the days I was in like a pretty bad place and rallied by the end of the day. But, um, I actually like contacted a counselor this week and, and looked into like actually getting some, uh, telehealth or video Mm -hmm. zoom type, uh, sessions on, on the calendar. So another thing though that helped me after doing that, Ryan sent me a link and I I could probably, I think I have to send it out. I can't post a link to it, but, um, Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, who wrote The Body Keeps the Score, put out this free 30 minute webinar about like the impact of trauma, which we're considering this thing we're all walking through and then gave all these great tips and honestly, I'm doing most of the things. So that just really gave me a lot of reassurance that like, I'm not spiraling. I'm just having Mm -hmm. a bad day. Like it's normal to feel this way sometimes Mm -hmm. to quote Bob Wiley from what about Bob, just keep doing the work, right? Just keep showing up. And, um, I had my first real like sob cry this week, but that was good and cathartic. So yeah, it's been up and down. I would give my average for the week about a six. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. No, I'm glad you contacted the therapist. I think that's one thing that I think a lot of us need to be looking more into and a little more seriously. I also worry about the therapist. Have you ever thought about like, yes. how are they doing? Yes, <laughs> you I know? am. Yeah. Like, oh, I have so many friends that are in mental health and that kind of whole arena. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves too. Like, yeah. I guess there's probably a detachment, like a, lay- a level of separation you can implement or you practice yeah. and get better at. But well, and I'll tell you, I, the jury is still out because I haven't completely finished it. But one of the things, I mean, I've always had it in the back of my mind, like I need to be doing this. But um, <clears throat> I started reading the ebook. Um, maybe you should talk to someone hmm. that Lori Gottlieb. Have you heard of that? It's a therapist writing about all of the yes. people she sees, and then she yes. goes to therapy. I've heard of it. Yeah, oh yeah. man, yeah, that was what 
really like had me pull the trigger of like making heard, the actual phone call. I think I heard her on one of Dak Shepard's podcasts. I think she was on there. Okay. I haven't heard it, but I do remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing that and like, oh, I got to hear this because she actually ended up kind of like moving through her own process through helping all these people and mm-hmm. um, sounded awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, and here's one last thing I want to say on that. <clears throat> I told Ryan that day after I had done it and, you know, I wasn't in any kind of crisis mode. It was just, I was stating a fact when he got home from work that day, working alone. Um, I told him, I said, Hey, I, I contacted a counseling practice and I'm looking to, you know, get some appointments. And I said it with my kids around because Good. there is no shame. Um, I told them like, Hey mom, there's no need to worry about mom. I just would like to talk to somebody beyond our family, you know, beyond a friend, Mm -hmm. somebody that can help give me some strategies to kind of keep staying in a healthy pattern. So that felt big to me to not feel like it was something to be masked or hidden, but that this is like completely good and normal. So, well, I'm sure Ryan appreciated that you weren't going because of him. It was like, it was coronavirus. No, but the thing is, yeah, the thing he, he often tells me because as a chaplain, he does do a lot of counseling. He tells me, you know, Hey, when we start moving into like maybe conversations that he's like, I'm your husband, not your counselor. Like I I can't be a counselor to you. I'm just your husband. And Mm. so that, you know, he understands totally more than I do probably that there needs to be a, a separate person because I will get into scenarios where I'm like, well, with your counseling, like you probably are familiar with X, Y, or Z. What would you tell? He's like, I'm not your counselor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That gets yeah. into like some dicey waters for sure. Yes, cool. Absolutely. Good. I'm glad. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're just going to dive right in. Kelly has figured out some really cool technology. We're going to be <laughs> airing these quick call-ins from several of our advice not given and Millspo gurus. Uh, pals. And then we're just going to stop and kind of talk through each of them and hear how everybody's doing. Hi, this is Claire and I am reading a written submission from Casey. She says, so here's my check-in. We're in California where schools have been closed since March 16th, although I pulled my kids out on the 13th and we've been under a shelter-in-place order since the 19th. On the 27th, the local county closed all beaches and trails. Huge bummer because we were getting out to hike on mostly empty trails a few times each week, which was a really good mental health break. The schools just started mandatory online training today, which was a shift for us. I was enjoying cobbling together fun learning activities with no pressure, sitting the kids in front of the computer for two to three hours a day. That's much less fun. On a scale of one to Cray, I think I'm probably like an eight, but my baseline is a six. I've been running global pandemic survival scenarios through my brain since the last Ebola scare. When I look around my immediate home, children, husband, situation, I feel really good that we're spending time together and taking necessary precautions. But when I think about the outside world and vulnerable populations, I feel overwhelmingly anxious and sad. So I try to keep my thinking small when I can. How are we finding joy? Lots of snuggles and reading, getting outside for walks when possible, even just taking the kids outside to read in the grass is a booster. Enjoying time as a family and remembering that we're lucky to be able to shelter at home as part, as our part of looking out for our community. My coping advice, trying to remember that this is a season and that it will pass. Limiting news consumption, which is hard for me because I'm normally big into news and politics. 
Y'all are basically my only non-news podcast, so I've had to stop listening to everything else. I've actually asked my husband to hide my phone from me a few times when I've really lacked the self-control to stop reading and scrolling. The episode you guys did on limiting alcohol consumption might be worth a re-listen for some of your audience. It really struck a nerve for me. I've seen so many memes and jokes about stocking up on booze, day drinking, etc. As we've entered this new phase of schooling our kids at home, working at home, never leaving home. As a society, and especially military folks, we lean heavily into this notion of a glass of wine as self-care or something like that. But in times like this, we all need to remember that alcohol is a depressant. I've been tracking my alcohol consumption and limiting it using an app called Drinker's Helper, and it's something I feel really good about. Just a thought. Finally, my biggest coping tip. All caps, drastically lowered expectations for everyone. Much more screen time than usual and not allowing myself to feel guilty about it. One of my favorite pandemic isolation hobbies is to screenshot tons of great ideas of activities to do with my kids and then not do them. Hugs. Thank you, Casey. Man, she had just a lot of really great uh, insight and advice. I know I tend to relate a lot to Casey's baseline of feeling anxious. Um, My favorite thing I think that she said, though, was just dropping the expectations and drastically reducing them. You and I talked about that in an earlier welfare check. Like We just can't expect perfection out of ourselves or our kids or our families. And um, a lot of times the very best thing to do is just take a deep breath and like let it go. Honestly, it's day by day. (laughs) It's one day at a time. Like I make it, get the kids to sleep one more day. Not that I'm wishing away time, but we made it another day. Okay, cool. One day down. Um, I really, really loved what she said about thinking small. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that is profound. And that is something that I can catch myself doing. um, If I literally kind of expand my boundary for what I'm inviting into my mind Mm -hmm. beyond my yard, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like literally from my own little isolation area. Um, if I start thinking about the neighborhood or my neighbors or my street or my, um, you know, city or state, you know, once you start kind of like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Like you cannot, you cannot hold space for all of those people and all of those lives. You just can't. Um, so yeah, I love that idea. Just like, you know what, I'm going to control what I can control. And the only thing that I can control is right here in these four walls. Um, so I'm going to do the best that I can with my, my three yeah. lives that I'm in charge of right now. So absolutely. Yeah, and I think, I, I think I do that. I mean, I just, I have to do that too, but it's interesting to me because it's like, we are having to think small for our sanity, but then at the same time, we're being asked to think globally with our actions of mm. staying at home and staying safe at home and only going out for essential. So that's a very hard line to like, yeah, it's to but stay it, on. You're still acting small, though. It is a right. really small thing that we're being asked to do. It's, we are. It seems yeah. huge and restrictive and like intrusive, but it's a really small thing. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm fortunate. You and I both. We're not essential. We're not healthcare workers. We're not needed beyond our home. So I feel like that is a bit of a privilege at this point. It and is. the few times that I've left the house. I got overwhelmed with anxiety just because Mm -hmm. like it's scary out there. Right. So Mm -hmm. just keeping myself like, you know what, I don't have to worry about it and I'm not, and I am still impacting the greater good by thinking small. So give yourself a break. Love that. Thank you, Casey. That was awesome. 
Hey, Kelly and Claire. This is Heather. I live in Hanahan, South Carolina. It's a suburb of Charleston. Um, Our state is still in the practicing social distancing phase. Um, So what that means for us, for our family, is that my husband is just working from home as much as he can. Um, He does have to go out for some things, but most of the time he's home. Um, I am a stay-at-home mom, so I am home with our three boys. We have an 8-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a 3-year-old. Um, we pretty much stay home the whole time. I have only left the house to go for one grocery trip and to donate blood. So that's pretty much what we've been doing here and how it's worked for us. Um, we're really blessed because our school district and the teachers, um, have sent out so much information and they've done such a good job with our e-learning. We actually had two e-learning days this year already. We were like a pilot Uh, program district so our son our third grader he kind of knows what to do so it was pretty easy transition for us the biggest obstacle with that that we face is just keeping our three-year-old and our five-year-old occupied while he's trying to do schoolwork Um, and so with that I'm very thankful for my teaching background um, because before becoming a stay-at-home mom I was a elementary school teacher so Um, For us, a schedule and expectations for everyone in the house, including my husband and me, um, has really been helpful and just kind of sets the day for what what everybody expects to happen. And it's lessened the meltdowns from everyone, including my husband and me. Um, We're getting lots of exercise because I have three boys, so that's a mandatory thing. Um, One thing that is a little bit challenging for us... um, and also a blessing is that my husband is a, an associate pastor. So while he has his challenges and hurdles that he needs to kind of figure out with the staff of how to, you know, run a church uh, virtually and minister to people at the same time, um, that also means for me that there are a lot of ladies turning to me for hope and for guidance and for encouragement. And so one thing that I learned early on as a pastor's wife is that you cannot pour out into other people if your cup is completely empty. So I have just really challenged myself um, to make sure that every morning when I'm getting the boys ready for their day, that I also just schedule in some time to get alone with God, um, to just dig into his word and spend time praying for those around me. Um, but also just pour my worries and my concerns out to him, um, so that they don't continue to fester in my head and circulate in my head. And that peace just comes over me and I can handle each day. Um, and then also just kind of be prepared for whatever lies ahead. So that is my advice. And that is how we're doing right now. And we are just taking it day by day, like everybody else. So you guys, that's my sister. Hey, Heather. Thank you so much. Um, and they do in fact live down near Charleston, South Carolina. Um, they, one of the reasons we're putting so many of these clips into one episode is that we wanted to maintain our timeliness and relevance to what's happening because since Heather sent me that recording, they are now at a stay at home order. Um, so we wanted to make sure that everything was still kind of consistent with the real world. Um, one thing, and Claire, I, I don't know, well, I guess this doesn't really apply for your kids. So what she said about e-learning, I think it's crazy that their state were, was already in their district was already kind of practicing for this sort of scenario. Um, who would have ever thought 
right? But in that same vein, my daughter, uh, her class has been using Google Classroom, which is the main way our district is implementing e-learning and uh, is super comfortable with it and has been using it all year. So I, I feel I know exactly what Heather's saying. Like it has made things so much easier. Like the kids haven't had to adapt to a technology that they aren't familiar with. So I'm grateful for that, but also recognize that there are a ton of kids out there that they're scrambling, like trying to figure out any kind of normalcy. Um, but yeah, yeah just- that that was going to be one of my main takeaways from her her call was just that it's it's heartbreaking. I think to me that so there's just such a lack of consistency in what people are getting with their e learning. Yeah. Like I'm, it's awesome that your school district and her school district are doing that, but we live in a very um, underserved area. And there have been school districts nearby that are saying like, yeah, well, we're here, you know, we're done. We can't really offer anything more than, than what they already got this year at school. And, um, Mm -hmm. there's just such a lack of standardization, which is normal. Like you would, you would think that with each state and even within each district operating kind of on their own, but man, I, I think, the teachers that and the administrators that have been able to like get that out there quickly and like have it set up, they are some true heroes because oh for sure yeah we well, we everybody knows I already homeschool so like yeah. we're already rocking and rolling but for those who have had such an abrupt shift with having to take this on for their kids, um yeah <laughs> that's a lot and I do want to make a quick plug here um, by the time this airs the previous day like the day before this airs um, on Millspo Matters. Uh, podcast with Jen McDonald, I got to do an interview with her that is talking a little bit about like for the temporary parent, parent who's temporarily homeschooling, not real homeschooling, Mm. but like just trying that out. So make a plug for that. Yeah. We'll link to that. We love Jen. Um, (laughs) one thing too. So Heather sent us a video of them. Their neighborhood has a couple of ponds and they were out and she sends this video of one pond that had some turtles they were going to go look at. And then she pans around and there's this gigantic alligator. (gasps) No. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Cause I know her kids. (laughs) They're kind of everywhere. I was like, Heather, are you on foot? And then you see she keeps panning. They're in their golf cart. So I was like, oh, oh my God, you whew. scared me to death. Like, don't be getting too, like, adventurous. Yeah. <laughs> you do still live in the low country. There are plenty mm-hmm. of scary things. Well, I wondered maybe if that was why their school district was so quick with the e-learning, if they're in, like, a big hurricane area. Yeah. Like, if that yeah. was part of their preparation was not for a pandemic, but for, like, a, a natural disaster. Yeah. There's not a lot of snow days, but definitely hurricane days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just last thing I want to say about her comment, like I loved what she shared about being a pastor's wife, although Ryan's mm-hmm. not in a traditional church pastorate. I related to that a lot in terms of kind of people somehow a little bit relying on you as like a, a p- person they're looking to for like hope and optimism and how um, that is so important to like make sure that that part of your life is filled up before you can pour out to others. So thank yeah, you, Heather. Yeah, thanks, Heather. Hi, I'm Jessica Robinson. I'm a military spouse here at Fort Polk, Louisiana. Um, I was asked to share um, how I'm coping with COVID-19. Really, it's pretty simple. Um, We're staying busy. Um, I told my husband the other day, I don't remember what it's like to be bored. I think the last time I was bored, like truly bored, was in middle school. Um, I've always filled my life with um, different activities that I've been involved in and, um, you know, school and college and um, career 
choices and you know just always been so busy um so staying busy is has been key for me um choosing to limit news is another thing i read um a couple times throughout the day and i keep up with um the on post news um via facebook live uh, updates but other than that, I have to really limit myself because I can really get wrapped up in um, um, different news stories and, and my mind just takes off from there. <laughs> um, another way is keeping the faith. I, uh, my faith is something near and dear in my heart and it is webbed throughout every aspect of my life. And um, if I didn't have my faith in God, I don't know how I would really get through any day or any big thing in life, whether it be a pandemic or parenting or marriage or you, know, you name it. Um, so I'm thankful for that. Um, ways I'm finding joy during this time is catching up with friends and family I haven't talked to in a while, whether it be just sending a text to someone who pops into my head that I haven't talked to in a while or calling. Um, you know, that friend that I don't normally have time to call. Um, those types of things have been a huge blessing. Um, food is my love language, so I've picked a couple recipes I don't normally have time to do on in normal busy life. And um, I've been able to take some of those and I have time to do them now. So that has been a lot of fun. And then another way is and really this is all the time, but um, exercising, sweating, and getting my heart rate up uh, really helps me. I call it my happy juice. Um, those endorphins <laughs> flow when you do that. Um, and finally, words of advice for other people. Um, three things. Take time to do what you always wish you had time for. Like, think back to, hey, when I have time, I'm going to do this. I'm going to read you know, this many books, or I'm going to finally dive into that book I've been wanting to read, or, um, you know, whatever is in your mind. Um, find ways to love from afar. Um, you know, we can't, you know, we're kind of made to have relationships and be with people and, and share in fellowship. And I think it's really hard for a lot of people because of that. Um, we're used to being around people and loving on people and being loved in return um, and right now stuck in our homes it's kind of hard to get that fulfillment so find ways to love from afar um, and I think going back to um, you know catching up with friends and family that you haven't talked to is a way that you can do that finally I would say relax um, allow yourself to rest um, during this season, I think that everything happens for a reason. And I think this season, uh, you know, Americans were just so go, go, go all the time. And this is really forcing us to slow down. And I would just say, allow yourself to rest and learn, you know, and, um, and we'll all get through this together. Thank you so much, Jessica. 
She had several things that I wanted to touch on. The first being the limiting of news. And she mentioned that one thing she has been watching are the Facebook lives. Um, I'm sure most other installations are doing something similar, but usually a couple of times a week, our commanding general here at Fort Polk does a Facebook live and interacts with people commenting. And they usually have some pre you know, pre-written or questions that people have submitted ahead of time. And um, I'm not watching those, but I, Aunt Ryan is. And I have to give me a little. <laughs> I watch all of them. <laughs> for Fort Bragg. I, every, DOD. I'm getting all like them. literally all the press conferences from DOD. It's so but ridiculous. At, at first it was making me nervous because I just felt like it was so like authoritative and like, I don't know. So I couldn't listen, but. The more I'm hearing, like Ryan kind of, I keep telling him he's like a mama bird chewing up the food to spit back to me so I can digest it. But um, seriously, like it's given me so much comfort because I do feel like, and and we'll hear a little bit of this in one of our final uh, comments from a, a person who submitted a message, but I do feel like on military installations, they're doing a pretty good job of doing like preventative measures ahead of everybody yeah. else like we're, we're yeah. starting things ahead of the general public and that has given me a great sense a great sense of safety well because it can be mandated right I mean it can right. be ordered versus the rest of society and that's why countries like Korea and China have <laughs> gotten a pretty good handle on their their outbreak because they're able mm-hmm. to do that um I loved most of everything what she said but two a couple of things that jumped out for sure um is this find ways to love from afar Mm, um yes it's and i've seen the hashtag trending alone together um i do think that that is one of the most important things about this is that everyone is in the same boat this is not a discriminatory virus like there's no caste or class of people that is immune there is there are like everyone is affected so we're all kind of doing this together i know that sounds cliche and trite but i think it has never been more true absolutely Um, and then but another thing that she also said and i'm gonna patch these together maybe in a different way than what she attended but she's she says allow yourself to rest um I read a really interesting thing um, on Facebook this week from someone that I follow, but I've noticed like I crave the connection. So I am jumping on every opportunity to jump in a Zoom call or FaceTime with people or play house party or whatever. But I'm finding myself like really drained um, by the experience of it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not doing any more social engagement than I do normally, Right. But um, it's, it's tiresome. It's exhausting. So um, someone, and this is not, I don't have like a valid source other than like a screenshotted Twitter thread, but um, it's quoting this person. I spoke to an old therapist friend today and finally understood why everyone is so exhausted after video calls. It's the plausible deniability of each other's absence. Right. Our minds are tricked into the idea of being together when our bodies feel we're not. The dissonance is exhausting. It's easier to be in each other's presence or in each other's absence than in the constant presence of each other's absence. Yeah. You're just consistently reminded, like, I am not with you. I am looking at a screen. So anyway, I think there's something there to just consider and give yourself grace for. So thank you. That was great. Yeah, I like that. And then... um just how she was just talking to about like the importance of exercise and like taking mm-hmm. the time to do the things that you 
normally don't have to do. And it's again, this, this tension between you're seeing all these memes about like, be productive, write that novel. And then almost (laughs) instantly you're seeing the memes of like, oh, you do you, you don't feel guilty. You don't have to perform. You don't have to come out of this, this pandemic with a novel or a a new hobby or a side hustle. But um, was that Casey that said, I write down the things and I take joy in not doing them. I take joy in not doing them. Yeah. (laughs) But so, so that's been a, a real tension for me too, is like, yeah, I do have this time. And, um, but at the same time, not putting pressure on myself to feel the guilt of if I, let's say, for example, watched five episodes of Mad Men yesterday okay. without stopping. Yeah. But do you, Claire, do you think that's because we don't have a, t- we, it's a moving target? Like we don't have yes. an end date. So we don't have a finite amount of time that we're looking at. So it's almost like, I remember when my kids were babies, I'm like, I'd have four errands to run that day or that week. And I would stretch them out across each day to give mm-hmm. myself something to do each day. Yeah. But like, there was no pressure because I knew I had all week to get it done. Right. Right. And I wonder if they, once they say like coronavirus will be eliminated, eradicated from the planet on June 1st, don't quote me guys, that's clearly not happening. But (laughs) if they did, I wonder if we then would be like, oh my God, we got to do so many things, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, it's that mindset mentality or mindset of I can do it today or I can do it any day, which Mm -hmm. we've talked about before. And it's, I'm definitely... Yeah, I'm definitely feeling that. But I have loved to, like she mentioned, um, being, you know, available to like talk. I feel like I have had more Mm. FaceTime phone calls and text message threads with my siblings and my parents in the last four weeks than I have probably had all year combined. Oh, yeah. And more. And (laughs) yeah, full transparency, y'all. We noticed our podcast downloads dropped over the past couple of weeks. And I also noticed that my podcast episode library is backing up because I'm not listening to podcasts during the windows that I typically do. I am now choosing to connect with people instead, which is beautiful and sucks for us, but whatever. (laughs) Just, you know, where we are back when you're ready. They they (laughs) did go up. They went back up the last two. And okay. And listen, and I'm starting to interpret that and y'all I'm making some really broad assumptions, but maybe that means we're all kind of finding a rhythm. And we're finding ways instead of like being in this panic mode, we're starting to adjust. We're starting to say, okay, I want to go back to the things that make me feel like comfortable, happy, whatever. And if that means, you know, you don't have to do the survival things and be at like this peak mode of, you know, how are we going to get through this day? And you can now relax and come back to your podcast friends. Then we're happy about that. So let us know. And I hate to keep making all these interjections, but speaking of this podcast, we want to go ahead and make a call for you now if you would mm-hmm. like to submit one of these. And Kelly will make a more formal announcement at the end. But we would love to hear from some of you. So, um, And even those of you who have already, send us another one as things are changing yeah. with you. We want to hear from you and how you're doing. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mill spouse stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. We are now under a stay-at-home order issued by the governor of North Carolina. Just a few weeks ago, I actually had gone back to work after being a stay-at-home mom for about five years. I work as a speech-language pathologist six hours a week um, while my two young children are in preschool. Currently, my practice has shut down and gone only to telepractice, which has been interesting because I've had a hard time coming up with a good childcare plan. So I'll be doing telepractice on Saturday mornings while my husband is watching my kids. Um, The way we get by 
these days is we live by something called the big three. If you're not familiar with the big three, it's where each day you have three big items that you want to get done that day. So I come up, I wake up in the morning and I decide the three things I want to do that day, whether it's laundry, workout, um, and maybe vacuum my whole house or, um, there's many ways you could do that. And I also let my kids do that too. So I let them pick three big things they want to get done that day. Maybe they want to play with Play-Doh, they want to paint, and they want to go for a bike ride. Um, and that's kind of how we start our day and we come up with those big three things. And then we just kind of structure routine things around it. Um, my biggest advice to someone who's not used to staying home with their young children is I see a lot of people doing schedules which is great. Just be sure not to let the schedule run you. Um, you run the schedule. So for example, if it's 10 a.m. and your kids are playing happily, but you're supposed to be going for a walk at 10 a.m., just let your kids play while they're independently playing and everyone's happy. When they start to fuss a little, then go for your walk. Maybe it's 1030. It's not a big deal. Switch things around. But always, if there's peace in the house at that moment, let it stay. Um, I hope everyone's taking care right now, and um, I know we'll get through this. There's so many things to find joy in. Maybe it's um, seeing your preschoolers learn in front of you. I've been super impressed with my kids um, and how much they know when we are working on letters or shapes or colors. So um, take care. Stay well. Thank you, Sarah. That's one of my sweet friends here at Fort Bragg. Um, I saw her from afar on a bike ride the other day and had to kind of wave across the road. It was not talk about it. That's when it's like when you see your people, they're just out of reach. You know, it's yep. anyway. Um, yeah, I know. I loved what she said about schedules. Um, her kids are a little bit younger than mine, but, you know, I think we definitely have extremely like similar sort of parenting styles and mindsets mm-hmm. when it comes to like running a household and everything. Um, and she's, she's doing great with that. Um, and it's just, you know what, if they're happy, they're happy. <laughs> Let mm-hmm. sleeping dogs lie. You know, there is no pressure, um, to get the assignments done. And the teachers here have been really good about that too. Like, Hey, listen, nothing's being graded. Like, don't tell the kids that cause they might right. like completely resign. <laughs> yeah. But, um, th- it's fine. Do whatever is best for your family. Make sure your kids are happy and safe, safe and, um, secure. And that's, that's the biggest thing. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I love that. What she said. Well, you know that I'm going to love and talk about her big three. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, my planner that I talk about just about every episode, she subscribes to that philosophy. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the planner is set up that way. Um, you pick three really big things for the week. And then across the top each day, there's little spaces for you to write your big three. Um, and I did a little personal on my personal account, Instagram, 10 good things video yesterday and mention that myself. Like I, I, even though these are not urgent or necessary, that's a shift I'm having to make that. Yeah. It's okay. If these are like kind of made up things or three big things you want to <laughs> knock off that are like not going to matter. Um, but just staying in that habit of doing it. And there's something about that feeling of accomplishment and getting the market off. That is a huge hit for me. So mm. I love, I love that. And I am um, reminded, I guess, and she mentioned the things for her kids. They were all fun things. And right. I need to probably be shifting some of mine from like productivity to pleasure. So that was a good, Aww. that was a good reminder. Yeah. Hey, Claire, Kelly, and all my fellow listeners. My name is Ciara, and I am a military spouse living in Seoul, South Korea, which is a very interesting place to be writing out the current coronavirus pandemic. As I think most people know, the 
virus hit Korea before the U.S., so everyone here went on high alert about a month before they did in the U.S. My toddler and I were actually visiting a family in the U.S. during that time, but we were able to make it back to Korea right before the military started enforcing uh, strict travel restrictions for military members and their families. I was eager to get back to Korea because, well, of course, I missed my husband, but also I'm pregnant with our second kiddo and did not want to be stuck on a different continent from him when I gave birth. That's also why it sounds like I'm gasping for breath because I do not have a lot of lung capacity these days. Um, in general, life in Korea is a lot more chill than it is in the U.S. right now. I mean, we're still practicing social distancing by avoiding large group settings like church and the schools are closed. Um, we're keeping our shopping to just the basic groceries. Um, we live off base, so really our only option for getting out of the house is to go on to base where we'll, we're still able to um, play at the parks and eat at the one restaurant they still have open. Um, but Koreans aren't freaking out like it seems many Americans are. Um, there's no hoarding of toilet paper or other supplies. And for the most part, Koreans have just buckled down and done what they needed to do in order to flatten the curve. And it seems to be working. Um, there's still been plenty of disappointments for us lately, mostly involving my pregnancy. We're still cleared to have my husband and our doula in the delivery room, but we did have to cancel our maternity photos, and it doesn't look like my mom will be able to travel from the U.S. to take care of my toddler and help out once the baby is here. So we've had a hard couple of days making those decisions. We are really thankful, though, to all be healthy and knock on wood that there haven't been any confirmed cases at our base yet. So... On a scale of one to Cray, I think I fluctuate somewhere between a four and a seven, depending on the day. Something like that. Anyway, thanks for checking in with your listeners. Bye. Thank you so much, Ciara. I think the thing that sticks out the most in hearing her voice is having to make all kinds of adjustments of your feelings and expectations over big life events. Mm -hmm. And I that's not hitting me. Well, I say it's not hitting me personally. I'm pretending like this isn't affecting our move. And I haven't even thought, don't let myself <laughs> think about that, that I'm supposed yeah. to be moving in like 45 yeah. days. But, yeah. but that's that to me is very small in comparison to people who are mm. like foregoing wedding plans and right. postponing or eloping. I watched a video today of a couple who got married at their neighborhood clubhouse and drove through and all the neighbors had put balloons on their mailboxes and came outside to cheer for them. Like, I don't know these people and I want to cry yeah. thinking about like having a baby without the people you want in the room and um, not being able to have your mom travel to come help you. And like, God, that's just, that's just tough. And yeah, my heart goes out to you, Ciara. And know that we're sending hugs from Louisiana. And, and North Carolina. Yeah. The first thing, as soon as she said she was pregnant, that's exactly where I went. Um, what mom, what a mom vibe though, you know, like the quintessential, yeah. like literally take a deep breath figure out how to work through it. Like I didn't hear, I'm sure she is exhibiting this and feeling disappointment and all the things, but you don't hear that, um, as she's talking. And I just, I know that's, you know, putting on a brave face for her toddler and probably her family that's worried about her from all the way over here. Um, ah, what strength, you know, like yeah. just 
we see you. That's it's hard, yeah. but you'll you'll make it. You'll get through it. And and I just know that like her whole last year has been like this uphill climb of like just the headache of PCSing Oconus and getting to yeah. Korea and then getting settled and navigating life in a big city and then a right. toddler and like she's had pet things that she's had to take care of. Uh, so it's like what's one more big thing to have to, to, well, have to deal with? But. Ciara, I need you to know whenever I look at our podcast downloads and I see this little dot in South Korea, I'm always like, oh, hey, girl. So thank you for expanding yeah. our map. <laughs> I, absolutely. Hi, guys. This is Julie, and I live in Clarksville, Tennessee, which is by Fort Campbell. Um, Tennessee is not under a shelter-in-place order, but all essential businesses have been ordered to close, and parks have been closed, and there is a shelter-in-place um, in the city. So <clears throat> we're definitely under um, pretty much staying home most of the time. Um, I work from home, so I'm home. Um, with my boys and I'm doing okay I guess it still kind of feels unreal to me it doesn't feel like it's really happening but it is and I'm hoping that it doesn't go on too too much longer but um, I think we're all hoping that um, I guess my word of advice would be um, keep finding things to stay busy with at home go for daily walks just try to do what you can to stay active and um, not just check the news all the time because it's that's what I want to do but it's it's not the healthiest and it's best to keep moving and keep working on projects and doing things with your kids and just getting out there instead of um, not so that would be my advice Julie we love you thank you so much for that um and I couldn't agree more just staying busy and again focusing on what you can control and what you can you can impact and what little things you can do inside your own family inside your own home uh to make sure that everyone's feeling some sort of normalcy whatever that new normalcy is mm, absolutely and i want you to connect me with julie because i'm headed to fort campbell yeah in- theory in theory right. <laughs> um, but I, I heard from a friend or I haven't even met this person yet it's someone I've been texting with that's also a chaplain spouse at Fort Campbell and I was texting with her over the last couple of days just because I know Tennessee has been a little later to get mm-hmm. like shelter in place put in in and um she was telling me they live on base as well on post. And she was saying they are now limiting the number of people coming in and out of the commissary Mm -hmm. and the PX there. They haven't done that where I'm living. They're doing full ID checks and definitely just come and go and get your stuff and leave. But um, I'm Mm -hmm. kind of anticipating that to be our next step here. But I was interested that they, they have started limiting numbers or assigning days of the week or have they started doing that at Fort Bragg? From what I hear, you know, I'm not a big commissary shopper anyway. I'm Instacart 100% right now. Um, mm-hmm. But they – I have heard that they're doing like – there's taped lines on the floor, you know, and you have to stand in each little segment to make sure that people are, are enforcing the the six feet distance. Um, and there's like mm-hmm. screen shields, right. like um, plexiglass, which I think is great for the workers that are there yeah. and just completely exposed all day every day. So, um yeah. And one other thing, though, that I noticed about her clip that I just loved were the birds yes, chirping in the background. Outside. <laughs> I love that. Hey, solidarity. I'm having to go outside to do a lot myself, like just yeah. because it's not, it's never quiet. Like if I want to take a phone call yeah. or, you know, you're like, well, let me just step outside yeah. to, my, to my other office out well, here. Well, did you hear, I don't know if you could hear it, but in Heather's recording, you could her hear kids. my little nephew. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and she she texts me. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, girl, that's what it is, man. Like, that's just real so life. Sorry. It's real. I've loved all these and just hearing different perspectives and different You know, the thing about the people calling in, they've all found a way to look for like the good in this. And I think that's one big takeaway for me is we've got to keep doing that. Like, yes, it's hard. Acknowledge the hard, lower the expectations. But at the end of the day, try to see what what good is coming of it in our own lives. Yeah. Acknowledge what you're stumbling and what you're struggling with. Realize that you're not doing this by yourself, you know, and like that there's, and it's okay to grieve. Like Claire said earlier, like it's okay to feel disappointed and angry or sad or, you know, all the things, but let those go, let those pass. And then, you know, work through the rest of your day and focus on the things that bring you joy and comfort. And on that note, you guys, that was we just threw all of our recordings at you today because we wanted to make sure that they stayed current um we were actually kind of i don't know about you claire i'm thinking of these of the series is almost like a a preservation of a little yeah. moment and slice of history so yeah. um first of all just thank you to everyone that sent a clip in um we had several this week and we had some last week as well um we would love to keep and continue hearing those so if you would be interested in sharing your check-in your welfare check with us uh please do so don't wait for us to reach out we will try to reach out to people but um go ahead and consider this an open call and all you need to do is uh, on most phones you have a voice memo app or a voice recorder app Um, you just open that app hit record record like a quick two three minute little segment kind of you know you've already heard sort of the template but we're asking things like you know where are you what's your name just first name is fine or pseudonym is fine too if you want to share something kind of tough or maybe personal that's appreciated and accepted as well we want to know how you're doing um share a little bit about yourself, what's going on in your area, what are some challenges that you've had, but most importantly, what are some things that you're finding comfort in, and maybe some advice that you would share with our listeners. 